uh, what you call radio. Can you hear me? Here, let me hang up. Yeah, like I said, put the phone down because I can make. You got me? I hung up. You got me? Hello? 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 I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Timmy, Tim, Tim. Hello, hello. How did I hear that, though? We're in the private part, I thought. So it's you I can't hear for some reason. No, I can't hear you. I can hear you. Nick Hoff can hear oh, both of us. Okay, no, I got you. Oh, now you got me? Yeah. <laughs> well what did you okay. what did you do what did you do? I didn't do shit. Well, now I can hear you. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at Facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at StayClassyMeats.com, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter at WideJump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. How's everybody doing tonight? We're doing somewhat better. I'm going to hope that... Tim and I, Tim played another one bites the dust about six times uh, because we've been having some technical issues. We hope all that's straightened out. Uh, Let's try this. Tim Dombrova! Nathan. I'm hey, like I hear through. you. I'm coming through. You, I wasn't you, that American. <laughs> you were coming, ladies and gentlemen, in case you've listened, and I knew Nick Hoff is. Uh, hello, Nick, out there as you're listening live. 
uh, he's just sitting back laughing his ass off right now because we are just struggling here this evening trying to keep the show out. But, uh, uh, man. I feel like, I feel like James Harden's date when I wanted to slow dance with him, but he won't get close enough. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> You know, the old uh, hands on the shoulders, hands on the hips. You can drive a Mack truck in between you when you're, like, in junior high. That's yeah, how I yeah. Feel right. That's how I feel Got right it. now with blood top radiators. Pieces. You know the I sad part in all this? The sad part in all this? We pay for this. You know? <laughs> that's the sad so part. So it's very strange to phone into a show that supposedly has live guests and you get a busy signal. Unless something's going on in New York. <laughs> That's something's going on in New York City that I don't know about. But We're just going to say Blog Talk has the COVID. That's all I can say. They're in, they're in fact, Dow, did you see, speaking of, just jump right into no point in the format and anything here. I saw yep. that the uh, NBA just released, uh, again, uh, zero positives. Yeah, zero positives the whole, since uh, the quarantine began. 344 players tested, zero positives which is honestly kind of astounding when you think about it. Um, there's over, I saw a thing today. If you include everyone that's in the bubble, um, there's like 1,300 people in the bubble. And of the... Uh-oh. I got you back. You were cut, you cut out for a second, but I got you back. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, no positives inside the bubble, 1300 people inside from what I read. And there's a huge, huge, uh, undertaking. They get like 500 boxes of supplies a day or something like that delivered. Um, you know, cause everybody's got to eat and, and all that. And it's a huge undertaking what they're doing inside the bubble right now for the NBA. But, in their defense, you know, you say it sounds like a lot of work. It's working. And the NBA is the one. Hockey, I'm not sure. Is hockey doing well since they've started back up? Zero. Uh, first week of quarantine, first week of uh, games, uh, zero positives so far. But they're well, locked good. down. They're locked down. They're, they make the NBA bubble look like junior <laughs> high. I mean, it's, like vacation, well, huh? <laughs> well, first of all, there's, I mean, okay, the city of Toronto, okay, that's a little different. Edmonton, like, to be honest, I mean, it's a city of not quite a million people, but there's not really, uh, it's not a big, it's not a, uh, I don't know how to put it, it's not a city. It's like not known where, for its nightlife. You know, it's you know. not that so much, it's just those guys, if they go anywhere, they would immediately be known. Yeah. And so they it's not a big, so it's not like a city like in Orlando or no. you know, a city down here where if you went out, you could maybe be a little inconspicuous. Whereas in a city like Edmonton, you know, if you're, if you're out, you're going to stick out. Yeah. But from what I, from what I know though, too, the way that it's uh, where the, the arena, the arena is and the hotels are and all that stuff, they've yeah. actually put up like uh, recreation rooms mm-hmm. and things like this. And now that they've been, for the first, I believe it was seven days, they weren't allowed to mingle, but now they are. So it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like being in a big 
one of the guys said sort of like being in a big chat house. You know, you can, I can, you can go there. I, I can honestly, so, yeah, I can I mean, see that. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, you can play. Like they said it reminded them a lot of and anybody who played um, team sports growing up with, with grass. It's kind of like going to an out-of-town tournament. You're in a hotel, you're eating at a, not at a restaurant, but kind of. And there's, you know, when you're not playing, you can kind of hang out with the guys from the other teams and shoot poop as they do and that sort of thing. Uh, apparently, the, yeah. uh, a lot of the guys are loving it. They said it's actually been a way better experience than what they expected. So, so far, so good. Um, first round of the NHL playoffs is over on Sunday, and we move. Then it gets that much easier because then there's going to be, well, less, I guess. Well, a whole a whole smack of people will be gone at that point. So yeah. it should it should be that much easier to contain everything with less people to have to worry about. So. Let me ask you this: with the next draft coming out and the possibility of landing what I've heard, some are touting as the next great player, the number one pick. If your team is there, are you wanting them? To, which I don't know if they brought every team or what, but no, they didn't. Twenty uh, eight, eight teams, I believe, stayed home. Yeah. Do you believe that maybe some of these teams want to lose out and have a chance at possibly landing that number one pick? Um, I would have to say, to be honest, probably not. Um, the, the, the teams that really need it aren't there. Yeah. And well, could you imagine if somebody could you imagine if like Pittsburgh loses and they fall out and then they land the number one pick well, and then they add, they add that to Crosby and Malkin? Well, they 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 fudged with the way the draft works to make sure that the chances of that happening are not yeah particularly good. Um, I guess it still could happen, but it could happen during the regular year. Yeah, that's true. The, the the odds are almost one hundred percent against it, but it. You know, somebody who really doesn't deserve the first pick to get it. Um, I don't Happens know, in the hockey, NBA almost every year. That's the Tim Duncan to, Celtic jersey lovers. Yeah, hockey tends to be a little bit different than that. Uh, you don't see – I don't know that if a team has ever really been accused of tanking. Mm-hmm. There was one There was one or two where that was starting to look a little bit like, okay, what are these guys doing? They're not – they're not even dressing the best lineup they could. But you don't see it much in hockey. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I won't rule it out, certainly. I mean, I would think those guys are probably more interested in getting on TV because that's probably more um, TV money the longer you're in it. And that's probably worth more than the draft pick at this point. And the draft yeah, you're... is never, uh, never a slam dunk either. So. Yeah. But, of course, I mean, I'm just hearing because I don't follow hockey as closely as you. Like the next Crosby is what I'm hearing. Do you know anything uh, about him? Yeah, the guy coming up is, uh, is supposedly being touted as being pretty spectacular, but I've I've heard that song before. Um, Kazoo type. The, the last two guys, uh, the last couple of years, have both were highly touted, and they haven't been busts, but they haven't been generational. Holy cow. I mean, the last guy, Connor McDavid, would be the last one from Edmonton, and that's already five years ago. So they don't come along there. You know, they only come along once every 10, 15 years. I mean, before that, you got to go back to Sidney Crosby, 
I mean, there's been good players in there, but no generational players. So it's pretty hard. And hockey's such a team sport. But, you know, imagine ba- imagine basketball if you could just cream a guy. <laughs> well, honestly, it just no, depends. No, but like James Harden, okay, for instance. All right, he's, he's shooting the lights out. Well, the next time he goes to take a shot, you just run him into the fifth row. You know, his next shot's probably not going to be quite as solid as that last one was. And in hockey, you can do that and not even get into trouble for doing it. So, yeah, a little bit of a different uh, approach to uh, individuality in the hockey. You can get away with it for a while, but eventually you'll have your head down or you'll get caught in the spot. There's just no way around it. And some guy crunches you into the boards and that's the yeah. end of that for, you know, for the rest of the game. But, uh, but I, I wanted to talk about the ratings. Mate. <laughs> are you serious? And how. Are we, we going to talk, talk about the, the demographic too? Uh, we can talk about the demo if you like. But, uh, I was utterly amazed to see that Major League Baseball. Well, it wasn't. Let me rephrase that. Hockey is actually slaughtering Major League Baseball in the ratings. Well, duh. Which, okay, hockey? NBA, I could see, but hockey? Dude, dude, it is well known. Well known that playoff hockey is like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's different. There's no people there. That whole, the pumpedness of it is gone. It's not bad, but it's not right. But either. this it's is, but, but it's playoff, but... It is playoff hockey versus Major League Baseball regular season. So I think that has a little to do with it. I mean, on on Monday, uh, the NBA, whatever the regular season game at uh, 9 o'clock was, that finished second second for the most on cable television. Uh, Uh Hockey hockey was uh, 16th. Uh, then there was a bunch of more hockey games and, and basketball. Would you believe that baseball? And I know Ed Boggett, this is gonna, this is gonna get you. Um, baseball was a hundred, and I'm just making sure that I didn't miss one. I believe baseball was 123rd. That's the highest ranking. 100, 103, sorry, 103, 296. Wow. Deaths. 296,000 viewers, and that was the Mets and the Braves, which isn't a bad matchup, at least it's a New York team. Um, that's not even uh, half of what wrestling is getting. I'm about to say, that's Monday Night Raw's doing better than that. Jeez. Oh, well, no, no, Raw's pulling, Raw pulled um, uh, 1.8 million. Making wow, they were up this point. week. <laughs> uh, that was for the uh, first, uh, second hour. 1.8, the uh, third hour, 1.6, first hour, 1.7. So, pretty good week for Raw, uh, if not, anything, not recently. That, not that shabby, but I mean, when you think that Major League Baseball can't get, can barely get quarter of a million people to turn into a game, That's, like, did they botch the, the, the startup that bad? I mean, I, we knew their ratings were going to be down because they pissed off a lot of people with their striking bullshit and all that yeah. nonsense that went on at the beginning there. But I didn't think they'd be that bad. Again, I mean, it's the, the, the people... The, well, I, I, and this has been my argument, is the people that watch baseball 
are during early part of the season. Like now, opening day does well. Opening day is like I, I kind of reckon it to like the Daytona 500. You know, Daytona 500. A lot of people watch with NASCAR. I'm going to pull and up with, Saturday ratings. Let's see what they are. Because if well, that was a Monday. Well, but I okay, like to so think Saturday, Monday, when it comes to baseball, you're getting a lot of, of purist watch more than anything. Uh, and, and I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong with that. Baseball is hard for the casual fan to sit down and watch a regular season game. It's kind of, and, and honestly, NBA game, it's kind of hard to sit down and watch a regular season game for the casual watcher. The only really thing that has a lot of casual watchers is football. And that's because the regular season games are once a week. Whereas the NBA, you get them, you know, you got to get at least one game every day a week, baseball, multiple games a week. Hell, baseball, they play, you know, a series. You, you can watch the same teams play four straight days normally. I mean, that's fine for what it is, but you're not going to bring in casual viewers that way, in my opinion. The NBA is getting a lot of views because the NBA right now is what we call crunch time, where the playoffs are close. Because I'll be honest with you, when I watched, I did watch a couple of baseball games. Um, When I watched the baseball games, I can clearly and openly tell that there's nobody there and that the atmosphere is shot. The NBA yeah. has done a great job of covering it up. They have really done well in terms of, you know, yeah, I know there's nobody there, but they've hit it so well that I kind of forget about it. Whereas baseball, it looks like a bad 2000s EA sports game with the cardboard cutouts in the crowd and and the shit, which – you know, the cardboard cutouts look silly, but it's actually smart by the by baseball because they've actually – people are paying. Like, I, I heard – I know the Cincinnati Reds are doing it. If you pay $75, you get your cutout in the same seat for the whole season. $75 a cutout. And then they'll send it to you at the end of the year. Lost you again. I'm back. I'm still here. I'm oh, just letting you. Now, while you were cutting out on me. Um, well, the Saturday ratings, the NBA holds the first top four spots uh, for cable. Uh, hockey was uh, 14th, which isn't bad for hockey. Uh, then you got, then between NBA and hockey, they're scattered all over the place in the top 50. Uh, when you keep going, though, this is where it starts to get interesting to me. So I'm looking, okay, I have golf, 61st, 635,000 people lost the round of the PGA Tour, whichever tournament was on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we here? There's a couple of major league soccer was 84th. That's ahead of baseball. Uh, another major league soccer game ahead of baseball. Baseball doesn't pop up on the Saturday ratings until oh Lord, this is just unbelievable. So 134th spot. Primetime baseball on the Major League Baseball Network. Texas and San Francisco, 151,000 people. That's it. Man. 
And it's the that, only it's the only game in the top one hundred and fifty cable shows on Saturday. That ain't good. that ain't good. I mean I don't know. No, let's, it's not. Let's, okay, let's have a quick look. Who played on Saturday? That those ratings are was it that horrific that I don't know. I, mean, I know Sun I would think Sunday the ratings would be up. I know Boston and New York played. So you would assume that ratings would be up. There was eleven baseball games on Saturday. Including the Red Sox at the Yankees that didn't make the top one hundred and fifty on cable television. That's unbelievable. But that tells you yeah. that what's going on and maybe between the the, the, the strike stuff and then they had a bunch of games canceled because of the COVID nonsense. Maybe people are just like, whatever. We just don't care about this anymore. Moving on to whatever's next. Oh, look, there's a basketball game on. Or it's, you know, some other live sports that I can watch. So I'm just going to go watch it. So that's what they're doing. There was a lot of weather issues this weekend, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, there was a couple of postponed games, but there was a, there was still yeah. 11 games played. I mean, you would have thought at least more than one of them would have made the top 150 cable shows. I mean, you're getting crushed by you know Doctor Pimple Popper is whoa whoa whoa. whoa 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 Don't you dare besmirch Doctor Pimple Popper. I'm not besmirching right. her. I'm just saying that it's amazing. I mean, there was a time when Major League Baseball on a Saturday that would have been what everybody was watching just about. Now nobody's watching, and baseball. I I don't know, man. I think baseball's in trouble. I really. I've been do. saying it. <laughs> Like, I hate to, to keep harping on it, man, but baseball, again, the purists will tell you that, that it's it's perfect the way it is, but baseball has not changed yeah. enough to get with the times. Oh, the baseball has shot them. I mean, I don't know what they can do. They've got the to do is, something. The game is slow. Um, it's very... You know, unless, like you say, unless you're a purist, it's very, um, very few moments of uh, great excitement. You know, oh, there's the pitch. That's uh, a foul ball. Well, now he came back and there's the pitch. Oh, it's uh, in between first and second for a base hit. There's one on. The score is 14 to 2. There's one on here in the sixth. Like, it's just not. I don't know what they do to change the rules or how they make it more exciting, but I, I'm sorry. Baseball is just not that much fun to watch. I used to not mind baseball, but it doesn't do a lot for me anymore. Times they be a-changing, my friend, but here's an article from CBS that says Major League Baseball is not even two weeks old yet into the and as many as 20 members of the Marlins and that's 18 players included in that tested positive for coronavirus. The Cardinals are dealing with an outbreak. 13 members of the traveling party for St. Louis, including seven players, tested positive. Monday, as of Monday, 21 different MLB games impact. It has impact 21 MLB games. Total of nine teams have been postponed. Three of the league's 15 games, 20% originally on the slate of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were not played. Sunday's doubleheader between the Brewers and Cardinals was postponed, meaning one of the games in their originally scheduled three-game set was called off twice. And they've got a list of dates postponed. They're having to redo schedules. 
It's a mess. And I don't want to be that guy. But did we not call this? Did we not say, you know what? Baseball's going to have problems because they're not bubbled off. They're traveling. They're going all, and granted, they're trying to keep it like we're, we're staying on the East Coast. We're staying in the Central. It's not helping. It's not. It's not helping. And, and well, it shows do. you, it shows you how one, even if it's just one person that doesn't follow the rules and do what they're supposed to do, it's affecting an entire team now and multiple teams. I mean, there's an article here from Forbes that Fox News is defeating every sport that's on television right now. Now, I understand why, but I understand why some of that might be because of the political climate and other things. Well, it is an election year. But still, you know. On a Saturday afternoon, I mean, Major League Baseball, the opening day was spectacular. They had 4 million viewers for the Yankees and the um, Nationals, but there was nothing else on yet at that point either. Exactly. And, as soon as, and, and as I soon agree as with Nick Hoff. Nick Hoff, says, Nick Hoff says, go back to juicing. Let's make it interesting again. That's right. Put Roy's in baseball, damn it. I'm for it. Well, yeah. Hey, tell me a more exciting way. time. Tell me a more exciting time in baseball than when Bonds and all the guys were cranking home runs. I'll wait because you can't. Could because you didn't give me time, and um, because you're not old enough to remember, but I am. Pete Rose hit well, it, it was a lot. Di- it's been a lot, uh, been a different time it's since Ted Williams got his head frozen. Yeah, so you know, when uh, Pete Rose was chasing the most hits record. That was incredible. It's Pete Rose, was, man. Well, but that was a record nobody thought was going to go, ever. Yeah. Although the home run one, I guess, was they in that ballpark in the ballpark at some time. Man, Pete Rose is awesome. Anybody that takes a tombstone at WrestleMania is okay with me. I can't argue that point. I'm going to have to you can't. respect. No, I, I can't. And, and you, as you know, I can pretty much argue anything. But, uh, yeah, you can. Uh, August, uh, that post he made with the cheese and the meat. <laughs> it's Dude, all that. That better turn into a post of a sandwich at some point, or I am not going to be pleased. <laughs> that's sad. That's that's just that's Whitney feeding Ed on Sunday was all that was. <laughs> yeah, but that's got nothing to do with Whitney. That's just Ed out <laughs> making side purchases like. Or cheating on Whitney almost in the kitchen. No, no, he buys that for Whitney to use to make him something to eat. That's what it is. Oh, Bogus makes his own sandwiches during ball games. Oh, hell. I'll bet you a dollar. Ed? You're on. Ed, do you make your own sandwiches or does Whitney make them for you? It's a simple question. She may, she may yeah. sometimes, but I bet you Ed can, Ed can probably whip up a mean there. But but does Ed does Ed make them more does Ed make them more than Whitney or does Whitney make them more than Ed? That's the question. Oh, oh well, no, well, Whitney probably makes them more than Ed. Well, that that's the bet right there. But but I'm but I'm saying that Ed Bogus is no slouch in the kitchen. I'm oh, sure I never said he was. A, I'm sure he could put together a pretty mean hoagie. I, I doubt that uh, if Whitney isn't home, that Ed doesn't eat. I, Pretty sure that's no, I'm, I'm sure Dagwood comes out of that kitchen every now and again, but you know how it is. <laughs> I mean, and, and let's not forget, I mean, 
and is always feeling the pressure of Nick Hoff. Well, we're all feeling yeah, the pressure of Nick Hoff. I mean, you know, Ed is the, you know, he's top dog, uh, you know, numero uno. Uh, he's probably the goat when it comes to uh, posting uh, pictures of food and eating the food that he posts. But uh, I think Nick Hoff, I, I think Nick is just, he's just not quite social media savvy as Ed Boggins. Because I, I think if you got to see what Nick Hoff eats in a day, you'd be impressed, I think. Well, I think Nick is one of those guys that the food gets there, and before he can get his phone out to take a picture, it's already like three-fourths gone. So <laughs> He's under a lot of pressure with his, uh, with his wife uh, going through what she was going through. He probably has to eat on the run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, gradu- and congratulations, Danielle, for passing the NAPLEX. I know that's good for her. Oh, I didn't see it. Did she do that? She did. She I passed. Didn't... Oh well, okay. Uh, next week there'll be a song in honor. Oh, I, of, I can't wait. <laughs> there will be a song in honor of that. I don't know. I'll have to figure out. I'll have to figure out what. But <laughs> you are familiar with me and Julio down by the schoolyard, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could be something like I could just substitute me and Daniel down by the shoot selling weed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've reached that point in the show where Tim's starting to make up songs on the air, so we better go to commercial. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the NBA. I swear it, we're going to talk about the NBA. We'll be back right after this. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1 800 203 9169. Stephen P. New answers to your legal questions. Thanks again to the law offices of Stephen P. New. It's newlawoffice.com. New Taylor and Associates. Hit them up, newlawoffice.com. All right, so the NBA returned Thursday, July 30th. Hallelujah! It's back, ladies and gentlemen. I was going through withdrawals. The NBA is back. Two really good games, Tim, to kick off opening night. The Jazz beat the Pelicans 106-104 when Rudy Gobert makes two game-winning free throws with six seconds left. And then the Lakers beat the Clippers in the second game that night, 103-101. You know, good game from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Pat Beverly did play uh, off the bench with 12, but, you know, no Montrez Harrell, no Lou Williams. I guess the wings were worth it. Lou, uh, Lou Diamond City Wings Williams, yeah. Yeah, Reggie Jackson had 10. Uh, Lakers, though, LeBron, uh, he had 16, 11, and 7. Davis went off. He had 34, 8. 
and four. And I think he had a nice night with blocks as well, Reggie. if I'm not mistaken. Reggie Anthony Jackson. Davis. Yeah, he plays for the that's, Clippers. I know, but that's got to suck. <laughs> He's a good player. I mean, yeah, you ain't no Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. Yeah, I mean, who really what part is, does Reggie right? Jackson play? You're not getting the Clippers. <laughs> not what you're in. Well, let, let's take a look a little bit here. Uh, the very next day, lots more action. The uh, defensive struggle between the Rockets and the Mavericks, 153 to 149. Uh, whew. James Harden had 49. Westbrook had 31. Then Luka Doncic had a, uh, a triple-double, 28-13 and 10. Chris Stapps Porzingis had 39 and 16. And hello, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 24. Trey Burke had 31. Like, good Lord, where was the defense? (laughs) There was something in the water on Friday because look at the scores. I mean, there isn't anything. It wasn't defense, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, the lowest score is like uh, over under, 231 is the low score. Yeah, the. Yeah, Milwaukee beats Boston. Sorry, Nick, Ed, and the boys. Uh, Giannis, 36-15-7. He's really yeah. doing well, Giannis is. I, I think That's he's it. a bona fide MVP, man. He he has come back with a vengeance, uh, finished at plus 18. Well. There's been something wrong in Celtic land, though. I don't know what's going on there, but something ain't right with that team. Something seems off. Uh, Tatum, that game, did not play well. He finished with 5-7. and seven. Uh, Jalen Brown had 22. Marcus Smart led the way scoring. When Marcus Smart leads the way scoring for Boston, you're probably not going to get a win. That's just typical. Because that dude is a defensive just – I love Marcus Smart, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I think Marcus Smart is a great player, and I'd love to have him on my team. But 23 points for him. Kimba only had 16. Kimba only played 19 minutes, which they said he was limited in how many minutes he was going to play. Uh, Gordon Hayward had 17. So, I mean, a decent game, but, you know, not enough to well, beat Milwaukee. The, uh, they play the Nets tonight, so they got a chance to uh, right the ship. So yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. Portland beats Memphis. Memphis has struggled. They are on a free fall since coming back here. If I'm not mistaken, let me pull up my uh, handy-dandy sidekick here. That was an overtime that, game, though. It was, but Memphis, I believe, has not won a game, and they haven't. They have lost every game since coming back to the bubble. They are now, they are now twenty and a half back, and they had a decent little lead. Portland has crept within one game. San Antonio and New Orleans are within two games, and two and a half back is this little Phoenix Suns team, and they are undefeated inside the bubble. They may have pulled the short straw that uh, somebody has to represent the Knicks in the bubble. Maybe the Grizzlies got that. Maybe they pulled that short straw and had to take it upon themselves. To, well, and to then they the got even version. they got even worse news. Did the Grizzlies? Jaron Jackson is out for the rest of the year, which is not good for them because uh, he played well against Portland. He had thirty three. John Moran had twenty two. Uh, Clark had 21, but just not enough because, you know, Baby Dame and company got it done. Even though Baby, I don't think, did Dame, he did play 29 points. McCollum had 33. I mean, Memphis has got what? Um, uh, a game lead on Portland, I believe? Yes. Yes, they do. 
and a two-game lead on San Antonio, they're going to – And a two-game lead on New Orleans and a two-and-a-half game lead on Phoenix. Really, and only three games on Sacramento. I mean, they're in trouble. Well, here, right short. I did find out there are uh, – it's it's a crazy thing that they've come up with rules-wise here. Um, here's an article. It says, details of how the bubble will work with league play set to resume. All right? So here we go. 22 teams inside the league's bubble environment at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, and they'll each play eight games over the next two weeks. So right now we're about halfway through. Uh, what would be the the seeding play, right? So those contests will determine the playoff standings with a possibly a, a possible play in series between the eight and nine seed of each conference, only if the ninth seed is within four games of the eight seed. Okay, so right now Memphis, if it ended today, Memphis would play Portland in a four in a series where Memphis would have to win one game, Portland would have to win two games against Memphis to get in. It says here, from there, the postseason will commence in a traditional format, seven games in each round until a champion is crowned. Uh, let's see here, anything else like that. The playoffs will begin August 17th. August 15th and 16th will be the play-in tournaments if there is any uh, hey, so- necessary. Then explain explain the situation in the East. Then when I'm looking at the standings okay. and maybe okay, if you're the right East now East. in the East, um, why is, there why would not be Charlotte, a series? Why is Charlotte eliminated already, but Washington isn't? Because Washington because Washington's lost four straight since heading into the bubble. They were ahead of Charlotte. They're now behind them. Oh. Right, but they still, according to ESPN, they still are not mathematically eliminated, and I'm going, how? They're, uh, they probably will be after today. They're eight games behind Orlando. They played, they, yes, they played today, but Orlando and Brooklyn still have uh, one more game to play where Washington doesn't. It's hey, not going to be I'm likely. Not, Washington's going to have to win out. What I'm not and Orlando's going to have to to lose out. Is how Charlotte is a half game ahead of Washington, and they're eliminated. But because Washington, is, those four games are counted. They've lost four games in the bubble. Those games have been accounted for before. When the when the bubble wasn't there yet, before these four games were played, they were like three and a half games ahead of Charlotte. That's why they're they're allowed to be here. They've lost four straight games, and that's counted into that. It doesn't look like there's even going to be a play-in game in, in the East. The East is pretty much set. It's it's really – when I look at the East, um, you know, look, Milwaukee's got the one seed clinched. Uh, Toronto, Boston, Miami, it's – you know, there there's some wiggle room there. Indiana, Philly – there's wiggle room all through there for those teams. Looks like Philly's going to end up, unless something happens, which they have won their last two, which has been big for them. Um, it looks like it's going to be Brooklyn, Orlando at the seven and eight. It just depends on who is going to be the seven, who's going to be the eight. Uh, both are two and one in their last three in the seeding games. Brooklyn, uh, I'm hoping Brooklyn makes it. Because as a Wolves fan, we own their uh, their draft pick, and it's lottery protected. 
So how many games are they actually all playing? Eight. Not eight. No, like in total, like counting what already happened. Oh, well, let's see here. Each team is playing eight games. Um, ah, so how are, they, how are they dealing with teams who didn't play the same, who maybe were behind by a game or ahead by a game when the season ended? It's just what they're doing. I mean, it's kind okay, of they had how, to. How can that be fair if you somebody you, you're two get you're one game behind, but the other team got to play one more game than you did? Again, it's yeah. what it comes down to. It doesn't I mean, this make is kind of. It's a it, it it may not, but it's best case scenario with what they're dealt here. Uh, the teams that are really going to have a gripe might end up being New Orleans or San Antonio or Portland uh, if they don't get in because Memphis is on a free fall right now. Dallas has already secured their spot. The Lakers clinched the one seed already. They are the, the one seed in the West. Right now, the Mavericks have played 70 games this season. They're 12 games out. Oklahoma City's two games ahead of them, but they've only played 66 games. Well, Dallas yeah. has played one extra game in the bubble, whereas okay, Oklahoma City is playing only, right now. That's still is so still they'll, they'll only be one games. game. Look, both of those teams are going to make the playoffs. So, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, fair as that goes, but, but as far as, like, seeding goes – I, I guess there's no perfect system for that. There's not. I mean, this is. It would be. It would be perfect if we had it the way we had it before COVID hit. But now we're kind of. I mean, you really can't expect the NBA to drive a truck through downtown Charlotte. You know, or not Charlotte. What about what about Charleston? Like Nick Hawk is. You know, Orlando. Well, no, Nick Hawk drives his truck right down in Charleston, right? Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't expect the NBA to just drive through Orlando the way Nick Hawk drives through Charleston. That'll do the matter. It kind of reminds me of that uh, Smokey the Bandit thing. <laughs> Good morning, Bandit. Now the pleasantries have been exchanged. Where are you, you son of a bitch? <laughs> now is is Nick Smokey or is he the ba- like which one is he? Uh, is he Smokey? Is he the know. Bandit? Or is he? Well, now you would have to be the Jerry Reed guy, right? I love He'd Jerry Reed. He'd have to be driving the truck. He'd have to be Jerry Reed. Now, does that make Daniel the, uh, the bandit? Nah, I'm not going here. <laughs> and, then who's, and then who is the cop is what i got to know. I mean, I'll be the cop. I'm a little confused here. Uh, I like so, well, the cop. The, well, if you're the cop, that means Danielle's going to slap the shit out of you. Make you yeah. look like a dumbass. Well, she does that already. So I was going to say, she may have done that in real life already. Nick is probably in the truck because that's probably the same it's supposed to be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nick apparently is enjoying this. But anyway, <laughs> back, to, back to sports, damn it. Screw sports. I don't care about sports. I, I know you week. don't. I, I just don't care today. I'm sorry. You know that I just uh, – I'm, 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 uh, I just came off the IR. And I'm, uh, yes, you did. I probably yes, should have taken another seven to ten days, but uh, here nonetheless. But uh, what are we talking about? Oh, basketball. Sure, all right. Look at this here. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, basketball. That thing that you know we've been talking about on this show for the past I don't know, close to three fucking years. Yeah. I don't know. You talk about it. You I know that thing. I just kind of go, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you sit uh, there. 
Can I say something funny now, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of rambling about basketball. Did you want to have a rock band named after you? Me? Yeah. You mean Bush? Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, about a boy. Well, rain. <laughs> right, now, at least half, right now, at least half the listening audience is going, who in the hell is Bush? Ah, everybody knows who Bush is. No, everybody knows uh, Did you see the Lakers? Did you see the Lakers? Well, shut up. <laughs> did you see the Lakers-Raptors game? The other night, one hundred seven ninety two. The Raptors get the win. Uh, LeBron with twenty. You got to watch those Raptors, good. man. Raptors are looking good. They come into the bubble with whatever they were doing was working because yeah. Because right, right now they're winning by ten, and Oklahoma is laying a beating on the Lakers. Yeah, the Toronto Raptors are undefeated in the bubble right now. Uh. You said Even who was it? The, oh, okay. Oklahoma yeah. City. I, I I don't know if the Lakers. I'm not trying to make excuses for the Lakers, but with them clinching the one seed, I don't know how much each player will actually be playing tonight because to they can't. They don't care. LeBron will not be given his goat all in this game. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, well they they've actually played 27, yeah, 28 minutes, say, so I guess he would. Yeah, and wow, the Thunder are laying it down. Chris Paul has found the fountain of youth somewhere. He tripped over it somewhere. And, and this, I'm telling you, man, I didn't expect this this Thunder team to be as good as they've been. Paul's been tearing it up lately, 19 so far tonight. Gilgis Alexander is the point guard of the future there. He's got 11-7. and seven. Gallinari just does what Gallinari does. I mean, they're a good club. And right now, they would be slated to play the Nuggets. And that would be a fun series to watch. I think Chris Paul's girlfriend or wife told him, you got three weeks in that bubble, and if you ain't back home, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, the, the Nuggets picked up a big win here. Uh, before before we, we move on, how about Michael Porter Jr., two games? My God, 30 points, 15, 15 rebounds in this game, right? The last game he played, which was, if I'm not mistaken, two days ago on Monday, went into overtime. They beat the Thunder. Porter Jr. has 37 and 12. Remember the guy that fell in the draft to 14 because teams were afraid he was injured? Yeah, he showed up. And he's just good as touted. What about, uh, who was it that had 43 the other night? Uh, T.J. Warren, I think. So. Oh, 53. It's T.J. Warren. Yeah, 53. I mean, you know, yeah, T.J. Warren that's went uh, He went insane the other night against uh, – let me see if I can find the, the game here. It, it was un- unreal. T.J. Warren against the 76ers had, one, had 53 points. He only missed nine shots in that ball game. 53 points. Finished at plus 18, mm-hmm. 9 of 12 from 3. And did you happen speaking to see what happened in that game? Uh, no, but speaking of the 76ers, Ben Simmons has left, left tonight's game with a knee injury. Yeah, I did see that. We were, I was going to touch on that. But Joel Embiid had 41 and 21 
in that game, right? Joel Embiid and Shake Milton got into it on the sidelines for the Sixers. Oh, Joel. Just trying to fill they got that, into uh, it. Just now, trying to fill that void left by you to lose. Well, I see that, and I'm like, oh, God, the dysfunctional Sixers. But then they beat the Spurs by two. Shake Milton hit the go-ahead three, and beat at 27 in that game to beat the Spurs. And then their next game they played, which I believe was today, earlier today, they beat the Wizards pretty handedly. But, yeah, like you said, Simmons hurts the knee, has to leave the game after 22 minutes. Realize what we said on this show from the beginning, and that's Ben Simmons' inability to shoot the ball is becoming a problem. At least that's just me. Because I see it more and more. I see more and more of the people. A point guard. Say what? A guard that can't shoot. A point guard you can't shoot. Makes no sense. Why would that be a problem? Well, he did attempt a three today. He didn't make it, of course, but he did attempt one. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. Um, I see it, and I, I still just shake my head. And, you know, Tom Robinson <laughs> was the first man to point it out on Twitter. Sixer's going to Sixer. Um, it's kind of I sad, think it's like, you know, when, when you got a center who's a better free throw shooter and a better shooter than your point guard. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Absolutely. I can't say much. Minnesota, Carl, and D. Towns was the best three-point shooter. So, uh, But the Sixers have been an enigma this year. They were like, People were talking about them. They were supposed to be this highly, highly uh, skilled team that was going to hit, you know, everyone was saying it well. Milwaukee and Philly, that's one and two. And then everybody else can just stack up as they will. It has not went that way at all. Milwaukee has been the one. Philly is now at the six. And they they won't go any lower than six. They, they're safe there. Uh, they could possibly go as high as four, depending on what happens. I mean, I guess technically they could still go to three depending on what happens in Boston, but it it seems as though one will be Milwaukee, two will be Toronto, seven and eight is up in the air with Brooklyn and Orlando. I say Brooklyn will fall to eight. I think Orlando will catch them um, and pass them. It just, we'll have to wait and see. So Philly setting at six, 41 and 27 right now. They're one and they're two and one inside the bubble. Maybe that argument between Embiid and Shake Milton kind of woke him up a little bit, but without Simmons, again, he can't shoot, but he's a big body distributes. Well, I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't know what else they have. Al Horford has been just an absolute failure in Philly. As far as I'm concerned, he has done little to nothing. Losing Jimmy Butler hurt them as much as it pains me to say it because I hate Jimmy Butler. But the dude made that team, they were formidable. They were a shot. They were one shot away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I don't know. Did they just make the wrong moves this offseason? Is it time for Brett Brown to go? I, I don't have these answers per I mean, se. I don't know. I just I can't see. I just don't see them beating. I mean, maybe Boston because they have struggled. But they've already lost to Indiana in the bubble, so I don't see them beating them. I don't see them beating Toronto and Milwaukee. 
So where are they going to go? I mean, what they got to do something to that team to make it better. I mean, even even I don't even think they can beat the Heat to be honest. Um, Miami's played so, well. Jimmy Butler's yeah, played well. Bam so, Adebayo's played well. All right, so there's four of the five teams that are ahead of them. The only one I think they've got a chance of beating in the series is Boston. Well, that's who they would so, play right now if this right ended now. today. But uh, the way Boston's been playing, it's quite possible that they get caught by. I mean, Miami's what two and a half back? No, one and a half back. So They're one and a half behind Boston. Yeah, so that's not etched in stone. So you could easily which they change. lost to Toronto today. Uh, did Miami one of seven, one of three? Fred Van Vliet, my God, uh, thirty six for Mister Van Vliet. But I don't know uh, what the Raptors are doing, but it's working. It's coaching, man. It is coaching. It, it has come down to me to it's got to be Nick Nurse and his coaching. Uh, it he was named he and I. I don't think he actually won Coach of the Year this year. Well, I shared this earlier playing, today. The Raptors are playing right now and smacking around Orlando something fierce. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here. I saw the article. Sorry, Twenty-one now. So. I saw the article here. Let me see if I can find it. There is a apparent. Oh, quick here from Woj. Uh, no swelling or pain in the left knee after leaving the court for Ben Simmons, so that's encouraging. Looks as though he will be okay. Um, probably will be. Ben's going to have to get but, back out there. Okay. Joran Drogic. Yeah. X-ray negative on Joran Drogic's ankle, slight sprain. Again, I mentioned Jaron Jackson suffered a meniscus tear. He's done for the year. I'm trying to find here. Here it is. Mike Budenholzer from Milwaukee and Billy Donovan voted coach of the year, NBA coaches of the year. So we have co-coaches of the year. Mike Budenholzer from Milwaukee, Billy Donovan for OKC. Nick Nurse apparently was one vote away from making it a three-way tie for the NBA coach of the year. Must have been Man, you got to give credit to Nick Nurse. He, Kawhi left. Everyone kind of counted this team out. What did he do? He rallied them. You know, he's got Pascal Siakam, he's got Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi's come back with a vengeance. That's a dude that I was high on. I'm glad to see that he's proven me right uh, in some of his games. Gasol's playing well. Ibaka's turned it around. Powell's not playing bad. I mean, this is a tough Raptors team. They are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play. No, me either. I mean, they've yet to lose in the bubble. And like you said, they're slapping Orlando around something awful. Brooklyn and Boston will be uh, on ESPN coming up soon. As uh, let's see here, I believe the last game has went final, or uh, not yet, but it will. Oklahoma City just routing Los Angeles right now. I'm looking at the Raptors Magic box score. Would you believe that the Magic from the have shot 28 percent? from the field and 7%, one of 15 for three-pointer, 7%. And the half they, is they over. Were, There's 30 seconds left in the, sec- in the second quarter. Half is almost over. 7%? They are – they struggle there big time. Uh, let me look here to see who's doing the shooting. Ennis is 0 yes. for 3. Aaron Gordon 0 for 2. had a crack except for one guy. Wes, well, Wes, Wes, Wes Uwandu, the only guy to make one tonight. 
He's one of two. Terrence Ross, 0 of 3. Augustine, 0 for 1. Fournier, 0 for 1. Man, that's just, that's rough. One of 15, 6.7% shooting from the field. And everybody, except for Gary Clark, is in the minus right now. Gary Clark at plus one, and he's only played four minutes. Rough <laughs> night wanna, for the Magic. He doesn't want to go back out there. Yeah. I mean, the bu- let me let me get your thoughts on this, Tim. You know, we've we've bounced around here. We've talked about we've talked about these teams. We've talked about these players. Uh, a lot of good going on. Some good, some bad, of course. Um, what do you? What's your thoughts on what the NBA has done with the bubble so far? Well, what do you mean? In what, in like, what regard? Overall, by overall, when you're watching, when you're watching these games, I know you don't watch them as much as I do, but when you sit down and watch a game, do you feel as though the NBA has been successful in maybe not reminding you that there's a bubble, but kind of like making you forget that it's like, okay, yeah, there's no fans here, but the way they're doing it, there's some piped in noise. People are making noise. They got the virtual people on the screen. Everybody's spread out on the other side, so it looks like there's a crowd. You know, do you feel as though that the bubble looks and makes you, as a viewer, enjoy the experience? Well, the only, I mean, visually for me, anyway, the only time I really ever noticed the crowd in the NBA was on free throws. Yeah. Other than that, you know, you don't, like, you know, they can show you the court without really showing, not unlike hockey, where it's pretty easy to show what's going on in the game and not give you the, you know, you got to cut down those camera angles when you're swinging back in each end. They tightened up on the rink a little bit, enough that they do it in the basketball, too. They just tightened up on the court a little bit more, and you, yeah. you don't really notice that much. Um, I, I mean, I, the, the game doesn't sound right. And I've noticed that in hockey, too, because they, even though they are piping in a little bit of noise, you know, you can't really duplicate the sound of a crowd getting pumped up. But but we can say this. It's not it's not silence and just squeaky shoes. That's, no, that's they've, something... done a, they've done a decent job on giving you something, like some type of white noise back there. But you don't hear, like, you know, a guy comes and pulls up and drains a three from the middle of nowhere and you don't really hear that I mean they, they pump in a little bit of noise but it's not the same you you can tell there's nobody there but visually it doesn't look like there's nobody there they've done a good job in that regard the coverage has been solid what I've seen um, they haven't gotten too um, hokey with gimmicky stuff or anything like that at least so far at least what I've seen um I mean, it's. I mean, I think uh, partially for me, anyway, the PBT kind of got me used to that kind of setting a little bit. Yeah, the TBT I think actually did help set the table for what the NBA is doing a little bit. You know, because we were dialed into the TBT as much as we could be, and that kind of got us set up for it. Did you see that? What happened though with the virtual fans? In what sense? Did you see? Well, virtual Nick Hoff and virtual Ed Bogus got into a fight over the last hot dog. Was there a virtual virtual fan fight at the concession? Yeah, there was a virtual fight over the last virtual hot dog. Uh, Bogus was refusing to give it up as he is the Shinston sinkhole, but 
Nick Hoff and his, his he was not giving up because it was a special for, formula of chili on the hot dog and uh, both men I'm were kind of guessing they were like virtually one. restrained. I mean, I, uh, don't get me wrong, big Bogus guy, huge Bogus guy, but in a fight, well, I think Nick Hoff ragdolled with Bogus in fights. Sorry, Ed. Ed, Ed, no. Ed. Nick, I mean, I don't know how big a guy Ed is, but Nick is well. You know, gentle giant size kind of dude. And if it's over food, plus Ed, Ed, you know, Whitney just cooked him something. Nick, he goes home and tells Daniela to get beat up over a hot dog. <laughs> he gets smacked. Well, she'll time. probably just tell, she'll probably look at him and be like, well, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, go tell your buddies. I don't care. I well, look. I heard, I heard what started it all was. The chili was brown. It got on Nick's shirt, and Bogus looked at him and said, "What can brown do for you?" Nick didn't like that, and there it went. So I don't well, know. I thought maybe they got in a fight over who was a better, uh, you know, AEW NXT kind of battle. Ah, Nick doesn't give a shit about that. So, uh, but you know, you know those those, uh, those ups comments they don't sit well in oh. the Hoff household. Yeah, maybe it was more that. Ed said something about, you know, FedEx sucks. Wow. You got to watch Ed. He's he's a silver tonguer, that man from Shinston. He's you know, a only, silver tongue Shinston sinkhole. Silver sh- <laughs> That's going somewhere. <laughs> I just popped you, didn't I? I just <laughs> yeah, popped you, I, didn't I? I can't say what came into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I'm pretty serious. I got to put money on the Nick Hoff Ed Bogus fight. Uh, well, I might go to the judges, but uh, I'll put my money on them. Sorry, sorry. I'll Ed. tell you what. I don't know Not what the over under is on the rounds, but I'm taking the under because with the way Not those guys eat, there's no way it's going past three rounds. Well, yeah. I mean, neither of those two are going to run a marathon anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, and neither are we. So that's why I can say that. With, with with supreme confidence. And probably in good enough shape, but first time he goes by a convenience store, he's stopping. Bogus <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with a commanding a, lead, and there he goes into sheets. Oh, I mean, man. They, they've got to plan that route carefully. If it goes anywhere near, <laughs> you know, any any kind of a food establishment, Bogus is off the course. Nick Hoff is like, oh, he is eating, he's eating right now. Nick's eating steak right now, that dirty dog. And baked potato by the looks of things. Now, the question is, Nick, who made that? You or Danielle? Or a third party that shall remain on Nick? Here well, comes the answer. All right, we're getting an answer. All right, we're like getting lamb. an answer. I love the fact it's that we're getting live answers here on the air. It's lamb steak. I, know, I didn't think it was beef, Nick. So. And Nick made it himself, all for the win. Hmm. Well, that just looks delicious. Well, yum, the question yum. Is, question is, will you survive it, Nick? To wait and see. But I'll tell you what, will you survive when you visit our good friends over at Strip Cam Fun? Because <laughs> only the sure of heart will make it. <laughs> Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. 
Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meats that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. And I'm Nate Bush, and I pressed the wrong button. So if you've got a Stay Classy Meats, you need to check out our friends at Strip Can Fun. Are you tired of the same old average, everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks to our great sponsors, Stay Classy Meats and Strip Cam Fun, for those uh, two ads there. We really appreciate it. They bring so much love to the show, and we love them. But you know what else we love, Tim? I, I-, I got to play this as a lead in here. Um, here it is. If you thought TR was back, you're wrong. You know what's back? Bush Lee. That's right. Bush League has returned. The first time Bush League in the bubble. We will have three clips that Tim will pick our winner for the biggest Bush League of the week. I know you're excited. I know I am. If you want to head over to Twitter, now's your chance. Get there. The Bush League clips are posted. Just don't watch long. Enjoy it with us, shall you? You know that uh, when that music hits, August's ears go up like a golden retriever who just got asked if he wanted to go to the park. (laughs) It's it's so true. All right. Tim, are you ready? I am ready. All right. Our first Bush League nominee is Coach Nick Nurse. He he puts his hands up to high-five his players. Nobody notices. And he just tries to play it off like he was stretching. 
<laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> looks like just about every fat man at a Weight Watchers meeting. <laughs> he just, you know. he just hands up. Hey guys, I lost man, that's okay. I lost two high five, me guys. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't high five for two pounds here, man. Oh, all right. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> let Check me, out my switch shirt. Let, let me lock my fingers behind my head like I'm deep in thought. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Nick Nurse. You know what that is, Nick? That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me? Oh goodness! Our second Bush League nominee. There, there's, there's plenty to unfold here. Timothy Lau Cabare, who just completely missed time. First, J.R. Smith, as he dribbles, he gets it. He dribbles. There's six seconds, and he launches from half court. It lands out of bounds with three seconds left on the clock, and he doesn't even hit the backboard. Good Lord. Well, that <laughs> first one, that first one is like, I don't know, like a, a meteor hit the earth and pushed that thing a foot and a half wide? Or... <laughs> and then the second one, I, I don't know, like. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> falling out of bounds. The yeah, first shot was, course. the first shot was bad enough, <laughs> but they was at the, the end of the thing. shot clock and you just got to force it up. That and then here comes TLC, like, and he just launches that, it. That second one looks like somebody took a, you know, a giant man took his finger and pushed that side of the cart down when he took that shot. It was like a table, <laughs> and they give it a push, and it missed by – because that's not even – It's not even close. Again, that thing's in a different zip code than the building. For God's it's like a, Mike Vander, it's yeah. like a Mike Vanderjack field goal. That's a – Wild thing from major leagues, <laughs> just a bit outside. Yeah, I mean that's, uh, that's not that's not even. <laughs> I've seen better shooting at a, at a the Shinston yeah. Summer League. The yeah, I mean, League. yeah, I mean that is that is god awful bad. No, 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 wow. Tim, it's not bad. It's. I mean, if that is Bush League. It's Bush League. All right, our yeah, final yeah. nominee, Luka Doncic, and dunk. <laughs> he just can't get up to dunk the ball. Poor Luka. He tries, and he blows a tire. I mean, we and, know that Bob uh, is in charge of the food in the bubble, and uh, <laughs> on the pounds, and uh, Luka can You know, they always them. said – they always said that that white men can't jump thing was a myth, but Luca's out here trying to prove him wrong. Oh man! I mean, he laughed Don't. at the end. Even he, even he knows God got a punch. Oh, he knew. See that smile on his face? That smile was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be on Bush League. Yep. I mean, that's that's Bogus when he like has to go at the, at, the, at the corner store and he's reheating something in the lower microwave, and they have to get up to reach into that upper one. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't quite make it. They slam yeah. Anyway, we've all been really there. Good. Oh, yes, yes, we all have. Yeah, you can't help it. But I don't know, man. I mean, that. Ladies and gentlemen, before before Tim makes a decision, that was. That's uh... Bush League. Huh. Well, Tim, there you go. Bush League. Three great I mean, nominees, not... if I do say so myself. I mean, it's not often that you can actually see, like, I mean, we all see gravity work. You know, every day, 
But I mean, you can actually see the gravity literally pulling Luka Doncic down as he <laughs> as he goes. You know, it's almost like an invisible hand reaches up and just there's a ceiling to how high he's allowed to jump. And he made it, and that was it. And he was, yeah, I don't know, man. That yeah, I mean, that's hilarious to me because pro basketball players, if you can't dunk, you shouldn't be tried, in my opinion. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, Nick Nurse, okay. I mean, but that's you know, that's probably just a little bit of response and uh, you know the the lines they had to run during practice. <laughs> they, were a bit mad they just weren't paying it. I mean, he was in a sweatshirt, so it's kind of like, ah, I well, can't be coach. Kind of, he does kind of blend in there a tiny bit in the background. Yeah, he, yeah, I can, maybe, I can understand. Maybe, maybe he resembled one of those cut out virtual fans a little too much. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that could be it. But I gotta go. I gotta go with uh, that second one because those two shots in succession is just. I mean, yeah. I think the first one is Bogus, and the second one is Hawk. Oh, That's what God. I think. That's what well, I think. Uh, congratulations to our man TLC, as he has won now a free lifetime supply of Nate Bush back sweat. So you just oh, call the I number. Thought was, I thought he was going to get the, the uh, bubble pack to play with inside the bubble. No, 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 no. He, he, no. You got to be way more impressive than that. Jesus. Oh, All man, right. Oh, and my good friends in the South will get this. He's also won one of those Cracker Barrel table games that uh, you play while you're waiting on your dumplings to get there. So congratulations, TLC, as you uh, get to play the peg game now while you're in the bubble. That's Bush yeah. League for this week. Bush, Bush League. I apologize, Tim. I'd already hit the button. You were saying? That's all right. Did you know? Uh, I guess you go after. Um, but uh, our good friend Tom Robinson has a uh, standing deal with. Uh, I believe it's. Uh, well, what do you guys got down there? Cracker Barrel, uh, Quaker Steak. Another one you got, right? Yeah, they're not the same yeah. restaurant, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, they're not the same restaurant. But, but Tom has got a standing deal with those guys. That when he goes there to eat, the. Uh, you know, the, the maze, you know, the kids get the thing for their, you know, when they get to go through yeah. the maze and find it. Tom, yeah. he, he wants it. He won't go there and he won't sit down at the table unless it's basically pre-done for him. Because <laughs> it takes away from his dining That way it doesn't have to work too hard. Yeah, it takes away yes, from his dining and, and that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he wants, anyway, he wants them all to. He wants them all to be the destination. Needs to be the best person. No. <laughs> oh, all the way to New Deptford through Mordor and the Mount Doom. All right, let's change it up here a little bit. Wow. Uh, let's yeah. talk a little. Ah, catch me when I give a yeah. shit. All <laughs> right, let's go ahead. <laughs> You handed those out down at the street corner lately, or what? Yeah. Uh, this was some news here that uh, popped up. Jonathan Isaac suffered a torn ACL 
and that'll be it for him. Many, many, uh, many bad jokes were made on social media. Well, again, uh, we ain't going. No, we ain't going there. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to go there. No, but we're not uh, going there even a little bit. Jonathan Isaac, absolutely. That's it's a terrible injury. He was. He's a good player, and it just yeah, seems like he's been bit. On, I don't wish that on the wrestling co-hosts. Well, he's he's been bit by the injury bug. What seems like his whole career, which which is not good, but nevertheless, um, it, I hate it for him, and I hope he's able to get back soon. So, I mean, hopefully next year he'll he'll be able to to jump back that's in. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to come back then, unfortunately. Sadly, it is. It is Tim. It's very tough, and that's going to hurt Orlando going forward without him because he's a big part of their game and uh, again they're two and i hate to interrupt you this is worthy of an interruption okay i just looked up at my television yes aew wrestling is on oh god okay chris jericho is debating orange Cassidy. yeah like presidential debate stuff you know who's moderating moderating eric Eric Bischoff. Eric, Eric Bischoff. I just told you. I just said that. And he looks. Oh, I didn't hear you because he kind of. He looks like literally 125 years old. Chris Jericho looks like a young man beside Eric. Eric Bischoff looks a thousand years old. God, does he look ancient? That's just sad. Anyway, back to the back to the. All right. Well, let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's talk about football. Shall we? It just came out earlier in the week. You're not going to tell me that Kaepernick should still be on the team, right? No. I'm actually going to talk about the NCAA. It came out that most of the leagues are opting to do a a conference season. I saw Notre Dame will be included in the ACC, but I'd put money on – Notre Dame ain't sharing no money with the ACC. So what we're seeing now is I think every Power Five conference has opted to do a a season where you just play within your conference. But it came out, I believe, earlier in the week, UConn will not have football this season. Uh, that That was an announcement, which when they do have football, nobody really notices. But at the same time, they're not having football this year. What's the chances that we're actually going to get meaningful college football this year? Because it seems like every day it's getting more and more slim that this season college football looks like it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, if we've learned anything from Major League Baseball, I think we can safely say that uh, I won't say that you couldn't travel, but I would think you'd have to go heavy-duty private the entire time. Um, you don't want to be walking through a terminal or any of this sort of stuff where you're taking a risk. And then the fact that they're college kids, well, we say college kids, but some of them are grown men, but regardless, they're younger people. I just, how do you keep these guys from, like, what are you going to, I mean, you're going to isolate them from their studies. You're going to isolate them from sports. I just, I, I don't know. Is it? I mean, I I want there to be college football, but I just don't know how 
they're going to do it and make it worth doing. It, it just doesn't. I just don't see how it's going to happen. Um, I really don't. It just – because it's hard, you can't bubble off college. And right now the big debate going on in the country is, you know, should we – should we have people going back to school, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's a different debate for another day. But the, the reason why these colleges and a lot of people are saying, well, why don't they just cancel the season? Because if they miss, if these people miss out on their college football money, that is a lot of money. Like more money than really you want yeah, to miss I don't out. Know. Yeah, I don't know what kind of commitment. You know, I don't know how contracts are structured and worded as far as, like, you know, whatever the TV contract is with the NCAA and whatever kind of contract yeah. they've got with individual schools and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, you've got to figure if the games aren't going to go on TV or they're not what they were supposed to be, that somebody's not going to want to pay full teams at the very least. And you can't blame them. I mean, you know, I, I wanted uh, – Alabama and Notre Dame, I didn't sign up for, you know, whoever against whoever three times. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just doesn't work. Um, I said, I mean, I know, and yet in the same breath, I understand why they don't really want to kill a season. Because what do you do about eligibility and scholarships and all yeah, that? And, it? Yeah, it's a lot. It's, you know, it's there's not... a lot of things to think about. And then for me, like the thing that they don't have to worry, that they have to worry about that the players don't is with the players' association, like the major league baseball, NBA, you know, the major league sports. You know, once the the uh, players' association signs on and they vote for whatever the uh, and like which they've already done uh, for whatever the conditions are going to be in the bubble or, or whatever it is, they don't have to worry about getting sued. Whereas in NCAA, all it would take is for somebody to, okay, the players traveled, one of them got COVID, and they brought it back from the school, and I got COVID. And I got nothing to do with the sports program. And I just see the potential for lawsuits there to be, I mean, the potential is there all the time anyway. Um, I just don't know that that's a road they would want to travel. But then again, as we know, uh, the only thing that's really going to matter is money. And if they can figure out, if they can figure out a way, maybe they'll have some, you know, maybe they get the big programs to somehow come. Uh, you know, maybe they could do something like it all season. I wonder if everybody would be on board for that. Okay, you know, uh, December 1, you go into uh, quarantine. Write your exams, football players, do your exams, go into quarantine, and we have some kind of a bowl series, you know, between the 20th of December and the 15th of January or something crazy like that. Yeah. I don't know how that would work, but they, they're going to have to come up with something because Major League Baseball is, is basically showing the rest of the sports that traveling all over the country is probably not a very good idea. And I don't know yeah. what the NFL is going to do. Like, I haven't heard that they have any plans to change anything so far. Um, which doesn't strike me as a very good idea. 
No, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. And again, with the NCAA, I mean, you made a good point there about the lawsuits and college football what? is built. College football is built on playing. Yeah, on fans. It's built what? on game day. It's it's built on you know rivalry. It's built on you know. Well, yeah. I mean, the you atmosphere. go and watch. You go and watch. You know, Alabama play Tennessee because of the you know tailgating and the crowd and the student sections and all this. It sure as hell ain't for the Tennessee defense. <laughs> right. So now, so now suddenly we've got Alabama playing Tennessee and there ain't no fans there. Who really wants to watch that? Unless you're a really hard, you know, diehard Alabama you know, fan, then you might. But otherwise, I mean, I, mean, I think people would it. tune in. I think people would tune in to they watch it because it is would, football. But, but at the same time, it's not going to be the same. And you're going to risk players. You're going to risk coaches. Yeah, it's much, 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 much more about the spectacle than it is the actual football. I mean, it's you know the football's important, but let's be honest. I mean, it's the rivalries. It's the fan bases hating one another and all that kind of stuff to the, a degree that you just don't yeah. see in, in the NFL or, or any of the pro sports, to be honest. Um, and with that gone, there is no way to duplicate that for starters. Yeah, I don't know what you – I mean, good luck to them. I mean, hope maybe – I mean, it's still what? Opening day for football is supposed to be – I believe the September the 10th. So it's not, I mean, we're basically 30, it's only a month away and it's not that far. Yeah. Yeah. We're a month so, off from, from football. Yeah. So how do they expect with the current situation, what it is? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You, I mean, maybe they, I mean, they've had a little more time. I mean, is there a way that they can lock these guys down? They got a hotel that you can swear up and down nobody else has been in, or at the very least has been sanitized properly for these guys to stay. I mean, okay, no fans at the stadiums, fine. And that's going to be even more noticeable because, I mean, a football stadium is cavernous compared to a. Oh yeah. Get, you know, that's really going to be. Noticeable. All right, so here's an article that I found. This is from ESPN. This was put out June 17th. Uh, This is inside college football's plan to return from the coronavirus lockdown. NCAA Division I Council approved six-week practice plan for college football in July. Transitions teams from current voluntary workouts to typical mandatory meetings and preseason camps. If there, it says here, and to prepare for the 2020 season, if there is one, college football is tentatively set to kick off August 29th. While many of the sports coaches and decision makers remain optimistic about that start time, athletic directors throughout the country are dealing with positive coronavirus tests of student athletes returned to campuses this month for voluntary workouts. Um, so here's the timeline for teams to begin the season on Labor Day weekend. Required workouts will begin July 13th, followed by an enhanced training schedule that begins July 24th in a normal Four-week preseason that starts August 7th. Schools that open the season on August 29th will begin required workouts on July 6th. Now, we have seen that uh, most of the teams have decided to just stay within their conference. Um, Says here, 
that Alabama, Oregon, South Carolina are among states with biggest increases in tests. And it's still unclear whether protests of racial injustice will increase. Of course, that was months ago. What happens if coronavirus cases are still spiking? Um, it says here there's a looming decision on what kind of season they'll have. It doesn't look like there'll be fans in the stands, so that's that's true. Um, but yeah, from what I'm reading here, it seems as as weird as this sounds, it almost seems like a lot of the the coaches and everything's are saying they want to play no matter what. While many of the athletic directors are kind of saying, well, now hold on. We're, you know, we want to play too, but we got health and safety to worry about. Well, that, that may be what it comes down to. I mean, we saw it rear its head a little bit in baseball. All it's going to take is a few uh, governors or health departments to go, yeah, you know what, this, this ain't happening. We're not, we're not going to let you play, and it won't matter what the NCAA wants, although they do swing a pretty big stick. Um, I don't know. I guess they've had enough time. Maybe you plan everything out with whatever precautions and safety that you can, whatever you can reasonably do. And you start and you got your finger on the trigger to shut it down if it becomes a problem. Well, the problem is, though, what will be the point where it's finally shut down? Because we're seeing problems in baseball right now. We're seeing issues where it's like baseball could easily shut down soon, but it almost seems like they are just so hell-bent on not doing it. When yeah, will they finally – When when will it finally happen? Because last time this happened, the NBA had to leave the league to shut down because they knew as soon as they did, that was it, everything else would. The NBA did the first step. They shut down first. Then everything followed. The NBA, with their bubble as of right now, and again, that could this could change. I'm not saying it's perfect. But as of now, the NBA is doing well. They are doing quite well with their bubble, and so is the NHL. What's going to happen when this travel thing becomes an issue? Because it's already becoming one. It's the main issue with baseball. They're not bubbled. They're still traveling. Teams are testing positive. Football's got to be next. Like, what are we – and I'm talking NCAA mostly here, but NFL too. How is the NFL going to combat this? Because they're supposed to come back first part of Labor what? Day too. Why can't the NFL, now maybe I'm not quite, like baseball, although I'm not sure why, why couldn't they just put everybody in one place and play like three or four games a day? Like, could they not do or that? Why, or they, I mean, why couldn't they, why couldn't they go to an area where there are multiple stadiums? Okay, well, where, where I know a lot know of people... Of, where do you know I know a lot of people were saying quality. Well, again, mind you, NFL. Without, mind you, without fans, you know, a lot of college stadiums would do. Well, yeah. Why I can, mean, you could do. Why couldn't you, could you go, put like uh, the AF? Like, why couldn't you put the AFC East in one town? Exactly. Put the and the, the NFC East in another, and put them, or or maybe two of them. Maybe you put the East and the South and the North and the West, whatever you come up with. You yeah. put eight teams in in one. Uh, so you need four bubbles. 
put eight teams in each one and have them play each other and come up with something. Like, I mean, it's not – I mean, obviously the other sports have proved you can do it. It's just whether you want to or not is the question. It almost seems like football selfish. They don't want to change. Well, I think they and, were – initially they were holding on to the dream that somehow by the time the summer was over that this thing was going to be done with. Well, it's not going to be. And it's not going <laughs> to We be. were hopeful. We were hopeful, well, I mean, but I don't want to wear a mask. <laughs> I mean, you guys have calmed down a little bit. It has gotten a little bit better, but it's a long ways from being anywhere to where guys want to be, you know, where you want to be inviting it back to, you know, into the locker rooms and where people have games and all that. That's not happening. You can forget about that. That's, that's a pipe dream. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I wish them luck. I, I mean, I, it's, I want to see football, but I really think they're – well, I mean, I guess they'll know. By the time they're ready to go, if Major League Baseball survives another month, maybe it's maybe then it's doable if everybody gets their act together. I don't know. I'm honestly surprised to say that – I'm surprised it's last this long. Well, the uh, Cardinals are already back. They're already back. To, uh, they've been cleared to travel and, and uh, all that stuff. They had no negative tests for the second straight day, so they're they're ready to go back uh, Friday. They start playing again. So I guess I mean if you handle it properly, maybe it can. You know, as long as it doesn't get too crazy, maybe it you can work your way around it. But I don't know that football is like you only got three quarterbacks. And really, let's be honest, in most cases, really only one of them is any good. Um, like, is that going to work as well in that sport? If, as it does, like, baseball is a little bit different, hockey a little bit different again. I mean, maybe you, you expand the rosters. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I wish them well. I don't know. It, it's kind of... Like I said, I mean, I'm sure that they're watching whatever Major League Baseball is doing. And and from what we do know, at least one of the Major League Baseball episodes was due to outright dumbness. I don't know <laughs> about the other ones, but... Right, well, okay, but there are... I mean, there are... Yeah, I mean, I don't like to get into the whole mess of it either, but if you wear a mask and you're outside, when you can't social... Or inside, and you can't social distance... When you can social distance, you do, and you wash your hands like a crazy man. And like I said, these guys are going to have all of the, you know, they're not going to need to remember. They're going to have somebody telling them. Um, really, to be honest, there really isn't any. Uh, once everybody is tested clean, there really isn't any reason for it to come back unless somebody is dumb and does something they shouldn't do. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be, but, again, now, this is... Now, uh, all these guys to actually follow the rules and all that is another shot in the dark, I guess. Uh, well, you also got to remember, with football, you're dealing with much larger numbers than you are basketball. So, I think it's maybe something that, that we forget. It's basketball, you're dealing with smaller numbers, where versus baseball, it's a little bigger. Football, even bigger than that. Well, and much more, uh, much more contacts in the actual game too, which is yeah, uh, you know, 
like baseball. Okay, well, all right, now I take it back, actually. Two of the ones in baseball were dumb. Because the Florida one, they knew they had a positive and they went out on the field anyway, which no. totally just totally blows my mind as to how they that should they they should be that entire organization should be fined for that. I mean that's that everybody is unbelievable. And then the other one, the one at least for sure, there was guy. Well, how they got it was well, from what we know, Diamond City. From what we know, nobody's coming right out and admitting that, but that's what we heard. Or that was the rumor, anyway. So I, I don't know. Uh, we do know, though, that the bubble seems to work. If you have the will to somehow put it in a bubble, and like I said, I don't know how that works with football. But I don't know why football. they can't even. Why can't they put sixteen teams in a bubble? Why can't they do that? Uh, that's a lot of. That's a lot of people, man. Okay, but they got thirty-two hockey teams with fifty guys from each. They all well. I guess there's only what eight, you know, sixteen in each one. But they, I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, granted, it's not that many. Maybe there's a way to cut it down from sixteen to half or something. There's got to be a way to do it. Now, <sighs> granted, that's it's a tough. Lot. I mean, football, football, you can't play every two or three days either. No, I mean, that's you definitely could, an you issue. Could, you could, but it would be it would be tough. And I don't think the players' union is probably not going to sign up for that. No, I think, unfortunately, you know, looking at, at everything, it almost seems like you are kind of stuck at this point. One thing football does have going for it is you only play once a week and you only have to travel, you know, one day, well, two well. days. Yeah, you travel once. If you're safe enough, it, this is with the NFL, of course. Uh, more so than the NCAA. Because the NCAA is a whole nother mess because you can't quarantine these kids. They've got to go to school. You know? They can't just – they're not professional well, athletes. The, I'm sorry. The NFL, too. I mean, if you do – keeping it in – if they did have an outbreak, it would be a lot easier to contain it. Okay, we, yeah. We're going to test – we're testing you every day. All right. You Suddenly we've got a positive, and it's Wednesday. Okay, yeah. well, no problem locking these guys down wherever they are at. That might be the problem. Is what do you do with them between Sunday and Sunday? Are they going to that would be that would be the hardest part. Yeah, I mean, are that they going to the hardest part. stay somewhere? I mean, is it going to be okay? You played the game and you flew to the next town, and now you have to sit in a hotel. Well, you definitely don't want days? them to travel. Well, no, but I mean, normally they would be, you know, okay, well, we got to practice at three and what you do, you know, at the other hours is your own business. And obviously that doesn't work. So, no, definitely yeah, not. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, soccer's doing it. They're, they're traveling. They've been doing it in Europe. I mean, in Europe got hit just as hard. Actually, probably, yeah. you could argue, probably harder much more contained areas and they're all playing soccer and have been for over a month traveling all over the place and and nary a worry so it's not like it can't be done i think it's just everybody's got to be on board and then the guys can't be selfish they've got to be willing to hey you know you're committing to this and you've got to stick with it because if you don't it'll go south real quick I'll tell you what, we are going to go to our final break, our final timeout. 
And then on the other side, we got a couple other things to talk about here. So we're back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and this is our final topic of the night. And it's one of it's kind of become a fun segment, in my opinion. I know uh, a lot of our listeners have been enjoying it, and this is something that um, you know we dive into here every week. So let's hear what we got this week. It's the unsolved mysteries. This week on Wide Men Can't Jump's Unsolved Mysteries, we look at the 2013-2014 Indiana Pacers. How could this team that was so destined for greatness and loaded with talent and stars have went from the number one seed in the Eastern Conference and a potential threat to the Miami Heat's title to falling from grace and pretty much disbanding the team? We don't know the real reasons, but we will investigate what happened on the Indiana Pacers 2013-2014 team, this week on Unsolved Mysteries. That's right, the 2013-2014 Indiana Pacers. Now, this was a team that was supposed to be considered the ultimate foe to the Miami Heat of that year, which included LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and and so on and so forth. Uh, Tim, do you remember... You remember this team maybe a little bit? Yeah, we're talking the 2013-2014 Pacers. Yes, yes, absolutely. We're talking, so we're talking um, Andrew Bynum, Paul George. Yeah, yeah, Roy Hibbert, Lance Stevenson. Well, let's kind of refresh everyone's memory. The 2013, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Missed the playoffs four straight years. They were the third best team in the East, but they were eliminated in the 2011-2012 playoffs by the Heat in six games in the East semis. 2013, or excuse me, 2012-2013, they made another leap and finished second in the conference, and they went up against the Heat in the conference finals. It was a great series, seven-game series. Pacers gave them all they could handle, but they fell short. Um so Paul George then would sign an extension in the off season. He signed a five-year max, and then we get to the 2013-2014 season. The Pacers won 56 games on their way to being the number one seed in the East and had home field, home field, home court advantage in what was setting up a rematch against the Miami Heat. It says here from Paul George a quote: 
Losing to this team two years in a row is enough motivation for us to beat them. And that was leading up to the series. If 2013 was the coming out party, George's coronation into the top players of the NBA was in 2014. He averaged 40 minutes a game, 24 per contest, five rebounds, four assists. In game five with the Pacers facing elimination, he put up a 37-point night with a 21-point fourth quarter. The stronghold of David West and spirited charades of Lance Stevenson set the Pacers up as the underdogs who had nothing to lose. And then in the middle of the playoffs, reports came out that, uh, you know, uh, Evan Turner and Lance Stevenson exchanged blows in the middle of practice. Uh, It may have been a sign of things to come. Here's where things start to fall apart. The offseason that followed was the series where everything, or following the series was when everything began to unravel. The Pacers offered Lance Stevenson five-year, $44 million contracts but he wasn't ready to settle for that. He instead tested the free agent market and a two-year $18 million offer from the Hornets. And he only played 61 games for them, scoring more than 20 points per game just once the whole time he was there and recording the worst three-point shooting season of all time before he was traded to the Clippers. Seeing the writing on the wall, David West, who was an underrated piece of the Pacers team's took an $11 million pay cut to play for the Spurs to try to win a title. And here's another player. If you think the Pacers' timeline is dark, Roy Hibbert's is even bleaker. Once upon a time, Hibbert was the vanguard of Vertilocity, turning rim protection into an art. Two-time all-star, all-defensive team member in 2013, Hibbert looked to be on his way to a Hall of Fame career as an anchor of the best defense in the league. But as the league decided... To migrate away from the basket, his best qualities became devalued. And they would uh, actually, his slow demeanor was quickly overshadowed for more athletic rim protectors that followed him. The Pacers traded him to Los Angeles, and he bounced from Charlotte to Milwaukee to Denver, and he only averaged 5.5 points a game to go with four rebounds. And this is the fourth straight season with a blocks per game average lower than his rookie year. He never would be the same again. Then you have the Paul George injury in the 2014 FIBA World Cup where he breaks his leg in an inter-squad scrimmage, which was just nasty. Do you remember that injury, Tim, that that break of the leg that Paul George suffered? It was terrible. And then after their feud with the Heat dissipated, the Pacers missed the playoffs in 2014 without George, but they did make it back the year after, but Indiana did little in the way of building around him. They resigned themselves to a life of mediocrity in the East, as well as a marquee playoff matchup on NBA TV. Last season, the Pacers lost in the first round of the Raptors. Uh, that was in the 2014 or 2015 season, and they would not renew Frank Vogel, who had won 58% of his games during his six seasons. And then I believe Nate McMillan took over. He did. And has yet to bring, and at the time had not brought the team anywhere towards where they were. So thoughts on the downfall of a team that kind of looked to be on the rise. And they didn't mention here, there was a trade that involved Danny Granger and Danny Granger was one of those guys who was on that team, but they ended up getting rid of him. 
And that was kind of a downer from what I said, uh, from what was said by many of the players that they really liked that guy and losing him hurt as well. So what do you think, Tim? You hear all these stories. This was a team that was battling in a seven-game series against the best that the Eastern Conference had to offer. And then before you know it, they're just back to nothing. No, no, I think I solved it. Okay. Well, I'm looking at their record. 56 and 26 regular season record. 35 and 6 at home, 21 and 20 on the road. That only says one thing to me. Horse, mate. It's horse. Horse? Horse. No horse, horse. at home. No horse at home. Horse on the road. Same with that final. Conference final. 2 and 1 at home. 0 oh, and 3 in Miami. That's hookers, mate. Yeah. That's hookers and blow. That's what that is. <laughs> so you think the road was a distraction, do you? Right. Well, show me a stat that proves it's not. How does a team go 35 and 6 at home and is only barely 500 on the road? That speaks to some. I mean, maybe it's not horse, but it speaks to something. Something not right there. Yeah, it seems something's wrong. I mean, I don't know. It's like that was a team that I really thought they. I mean, did they I thought they were going to be something. Uh, I mean, did the coach did he lose the dressing room? I mean, that'll do it. But I don't know. Usually, you, usually you don't get it, that far when, when you, you know they. It, it just seemed like they were they were there. They had it. You know, they were the team, you know, especially getting the the one seed there. It's like, okay, maybe they're going to do it this year. They've got a chance. This is the team that gave Miami fits for so many years. And this team can lead the way, but it almost feels like they just kind of fell flat. I mean, I that's know. what they get. To this day. For, for uh, drafting a guy from Duke in 2012. That's what the problem was. <laughs> Who'd they draft from Duke? Miles Plumlee. Oh, okay. <laughs> they also drafted Tyler Hansborough once, too. He played for North Carolina. But, but, but that's right. That's the year before. I mean, they drafted him, and that just got everybody's, you know, nobody has wanted to participate. You know, the end of that. Duke cursed. Duke cursed yet again. Oh, God. You, you and your Grayson, Duke hate. Can you say Grayson Allen? Can you say Christian Leitner? Well, they didn't. They didn't draft them. No, but uh, big, big names from Duke that went to the pros and didn't. Well, we've had this discussion before. That really the only JJ, hey, JJ Reddick has made yeah. JJ Reddick. JJ Look. Reddick has turned into probably the best Duke professional basketball player. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But did you see the stat that was in uh, the wide men group? I believe Nick Hoff posted it. Um, it. Here it is. It was Nick Hoff. J.J. Reddick made the playoffs all four years of high school, then in, made the NCAA tournament all four years of college, and has made the playoffs 13 years straight in the NBA so far. 21 years he has made the postseason. What's this? JJ decided he wasn't going to trip anybody during his NBA career. That too. And he could shoot, which, to be honest, a lot of the Duke 
big guys were from shooters per se. And he's one of the best free throw shooters, maybe. I think yeah. he was the best free, best free throw shooter like ever in college. I mean, I, I suppose um, Grant Grant Hill maybe is the argument that he was a better NBA player. Grant Hill would have been better if he hadn't gotten hurt so much. But no longevity there for him, unfortunately. And, and Zion That's Williams, college. You know, he may turn out to be better than J.J. Reddick, but the jury's still out on that one, so we'll wait and see. But possible. Actually, the all-time leader in NCAA free throws made is Tyler Hansborough from 2005 to 2009. Hansborough made 982 free throws. Wow. I mean, we know that uh, the records will all stand in time. But J.J. Yeah. Reddick actually – J.J. Reddick has the fourth highest free throw percentage in college basketball history at 91%. That's that. I mean, we know that these records are going to stand until 2042. Why then? Well, well, because uh, Cade Bush will be joining Duke in 2038. <laughs> uh, after winning the uh, after winning the prestigious Clay Combe uh, the scholarship for, for a free free ride at uh, Duke, and uh, he will go on to, to to smash all records, and with luck, if I live long enough, may turn me into a uh, highland like <laughs> I don't know it Well, let's let the kid master crapping in a toilet, then we'll talk. <laughs> We're still fun. working on that one. Oh man. I'm actually looking here. I'm looking at the the list here since 1992. I'm looking for the best free throw um, shooting average. Tyler Hansborough's made more free throws than anybody, but his average, I don't see his average anywhere. So I don't know what his average was. To make 900 free throws and you're not even in the top 60 in terms of average? My God, man. Shot 3,000 of them and nobody made 900. I mean, that makes you wonder how many times was this guy fouled. Like, good Lord. And see, now now this is an unsolved mystery. Cue the music. There you I'm go. kidding. There you go. Now you got something that's worth looking into. How many times was Tyler Hansborough fouled in college? <laughs> Let's see here. Let's see what his free throw percentage is. J.J. Reddick was fourth. He finished with... Uh, 91 percent see if i can find his uh duke oh tyler hansborough is playing for the the chinese basketball team the sichuan blue whales uh-huh. good for him career yes 19 free throw attempts you think they eat shark fin too <laughs> it's hard to say uh here's shooter in college but made 900 free throws so he made 900 and how many did I say no, 982 uh, free throws so and he only made 79% of what he took well, that's not really that impressive I mean Ed Boggess has made at least 1500 successful uh, takeout deliveries of his career. <laughs> <laughs> he's batting, I'll bet you he's batting a thousand too. So he's, he's taken one hundred one thousand two hundred and forty-one, roughly forty-two free throws in his career. 
So okay. eh, not the best okay. percentages. Not the best percentage. But I'll tell you what, Tim, we've run out of time here tonight. You've got to go watch a hockey game soon, I know. And there's plenty to dive into next week as we'll be getting ready for the NBA playoffs. We'll have more hockey to discuss. We'll see if uh, baseball's still a thing. That remains to be seen. And we'll have so much more headed your way. And uh, I know you're excited. I'm excited. Sports are back, baby. We got stuff to talk about again. I'm pumped. What about you? I can tell. You sound like you got a wrecked teen on prom night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got you twice. All right. Well, thanks for listening in. Thanks to our great sponsors, New Law Office, Strip Cam Fun, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, and Stay Classy Meats for all of the great work they do with us. We love them. We thank them. Great people. Support our sponsors. They support us. Thanks to Nick Hoff for having some fun with us tonight on the uh, on the text machine. Thanks to all of our listeners. Big oh, big shout out to our to our diehard listeners. I know you're out there. Scott Roberts, Armando Martinez, Danielle and Nick, Ed, uh, all of our listeners. Bobby Blaze and Jeremy. Thanks guys for listening. And we got more. I can't name y'all, and I don't want to leave anybody else out. But I know there's so many more of you that listen every week. Larry Dameron and all you guys. Thanks again for listening, as always. Got some fans in Mortar, from what I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to say now, before I go, uh, tune in next week for the Hophagus Cup. Oh, man. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait. But, all right, thanks for tuning in. Anything else you want to throw into him before we get out of here? No, man. I am like a little fish rag at this point. All right, Tim. Tim is sportsed out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again. We'll be back next time. A ghost. My buddies and ghosts, take us home. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meets, where you can check them out at stayclassymeets.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.